going to share. We're gonna, just going to stand because I'm going to preach for an hour and a half. I want you all just to stand, just to get a rest uh, while we sing this great song. Also, Natalie will be over there at the end of the service for anybody who wants to give. There's a bunch of stuff happening. I know it's sometimes hard to get all the information, but please remember, okay, next Saturday, if you're part here, we're going to have a great night. We need your names today. And then next Sunday, when we get to serve the local community, okay? Uh, we need first aiders, face painters, wand wavers, tambourine shakers. No, forget that. But, okay. But please, if you're involved, please meet David. But let's sing this great song just before we come to the Word of God. Thank you, Sean. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For endless days we will sing your praise, O Lord, O Lord our God. Oh, praise the seated. You'll have heard already that we, we do Bible readings and we've been reading uh, the Psalms this month. And I'm going to read today's reading. I know you've all read it already if you're part of here, but I'm going to read it again. And I'm reading from New Living Translation because that's the best one today. Whatever one I'm using is the best one for the day. Okay, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. David's already shared us. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat his faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat his faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat his love, faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. 
The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Though hostile nations surrounded me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a crackling fire. But I destroyed them with all with the authority of the Lord. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die, instead I will live, to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not let me die. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with cords on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Now we're looking at Psalms. I love the Psalms. I love the Psalms. I love the reality of the Psalms. It's people with... David and others who wrote them, and they get all the, all the feelings, the emotions of life are in them. They're, they are real people with, get through the, the highs and lows that we get through, and there's great expressions and great uh, resonance with me and things that I can relate to. And this psalm is, it's a great start psalm, and it starts with a, an exhortation. And David's already given us, give thanks to the Lord. And then it gives you why. It gives you an exhortation to give thanks to the Lord. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. You may think, why? I've had a rotten week. My kids are ill. I've got financial struggle. Um, I lost a walking, cup, walking football cup final. Don't go there. The pain still hurts me. Okay. Uh, the, you might think, why should I give thanks to God, to the Lord? But it says, for his faithful love endures forever. For God is good. You've had a bad week. God is still good. And you've had a bad week. Here's the good news. God has brought you through a bad week. And he's bringing you through and bringing you into another thing. God's a good God. So if nothing else is going on right in your life, the reality is that God is good. And he deserves to be praised and thanked. And if nothing else, the fact that you're here today and you've come through stuff. But maybe you've had a great week. Give thanks to the Lord. And there's a bunch of stuff here just for a short time. I want to look at, as the psalmist says here, give thanks to the Lord. We can give thanks to the Lord. And then there's a bunch of stuff. If I said five points, it would put you off. So I'm not going to tell you there's five points. Okay, but they're very quick points. And there's a repeat cycle that needs to be good. I was intrigued by the start. And this version says that, that all Israel repeat. And the psalmist is saying, I'm saying this, and all the rest is say after me. And I'm not asking you to do that this morning. But basically, repeat after me what I'm saying here, that the Lord is good. Uh, the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. 
And he's saying, I'm saying that you guys repeat it. But I believe there's a broader point here that there's stuff in our life that we need to repeat. We need good repeat cycles. No, repeat is doing the same thing all the time or saying the same things. And what we do in a continuum a continuum basis that forms a habit, it's in a lifestyle, and I think we need good repeat cycles in our life. We need good repeats. We live in a world of repeats. If you watch the TV, you know you live in a world of repeats. And even the adverts between the programs are repeats. Because I think it was Elizabeth Arden once says that repetition makes reputation. And there are repeats, though I've not seen the Coca-Cola advert and Christmas is definitely not Christmas until Coca-Cola van appears. Okay, so I'm disagreeing with my wife. Anyway, but there's repeats. We live in a world full of repeats. And the reality is we do repeat things. And it's not what you do once and now and again which defines who you are. It's what you do repeatedly. Okay, it's not the high points in our life or the low points in our life which make us what we are. It's what we're doing on a constant, repeated basis. If you're into sports in any way, people don't win on the day. They win because of what they've done every day up to that point, which causes them to have the high point. And I think there are some things that we shouldn't repeat. We have bad repeat cycles in our life. There's some stuff that we shouldn't repeat. Listen, if you hear gossip about somebody... You should not repeat it. You should not repeat any gossip you hear. We're not called to do that. The Bible says in Proverbs that where there is no talebearer, strife ceases. We should not repeat any gossip or bad stuff that we hear about other people. That's the reality. And let me just put this out. I've said it before. What we need to realize is that see people who gossip to you, they will also gossip about you. That's the reality. They won't gossip about you to you, but they'll gossip about you to somebody else. They'll just gossip about somebody else to you. So just don't go there. And don't you repeat. Don't repeat gossip. Don't repeat the same mistakes that you keep making. James 3 and 2 says, we, all of us make many mistakes. Some of us make more than others. And it's okay to make mistakes. Because if you're not making mistakes, you're never trying anything. But don't make the same mistakes day after day after day. Don't do the same things wrong because that is just stupid. Okay, but have a go and make mistakes, but learn from the mistakes and grow from your mistakes. But don't repeat the same mistakes you do all the time. Don't repeat the sins. No, there's a great conversation Paul's having in Romans 6 and he's talking about uh, sins about we mess up, we sin, we, we, we get it wrong and, uh, and it's bad news. But he goes on and says, but where there's a lot of sin, there's a lot more grace. His grace is far more than any sin. And his grace covers all the mess-ups and all the mistakes that we made. Thank God the grace of God is more than enough to wipe out my sins, my mistakes, and cause me to be right before God. Thank God it's not just enough. It says, where sin abounds, the old King James says, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. And not the heart of God. It's not, okay, your sins are that level and I need to cover them up. No, I'll go way beyond what I need to go because the heart of God is always much more and far more than what we need and what we require. However, Paul says, does that mean because his grace is great that we should keep on sinning? No, of course not. One version says, God forbid. But of course not. We shouldn't keep on doing the same things and not but there's some good repeats as well. 
We need a good repeat system and cycle in our life. Psalm 34 one says, every day I will bless you. I will praise you. That's a good repeat to every day, bless God, to praise God. Every day we should be reading his word. Psalm 119, your word's a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. We should be reading his word every day. That's a good repeat to read his word every day. To keep doing what God wants you to do, to keep doing what you believe in your heart God wants you to do is a good repeat. To keep honoring God and doing what God wants you to do is a good repeat. To forgive people is a good repeat. Peter tried to show off a bit once with Jesus and say, he says, okay, forgive my brother seven times. He was trying to impress. He was, he, Peter would say, hey, forgiving seven times is pretty good, eh, Jesus? Uh, and Jesus says, no, no, Peter. I mean, 70 times seven is okay. And Jesus wasn't putting up 480. In case you're keeping a record, okay? In case you've got a mark sheet and you're forgiving somebody 489 times and you can't wait to forgive them again. And then you say, yes, the word of God says that once I've got to 490, I can stop forgiving them. Really, that's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying, no, you keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep forgiving. Because we sang a song earlier, and we say the prayer, forgive us as we forgive others. You have to keep forgiving. Sometimes that's hard, but it's a good repeat, is to keep forgiving. Listen, for any parents in here, Deuteronomy 6 and 7 says this, God's instruction to his people is, repeat my instructions again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Talk to your kids about the things of God. Keep repeating the things of God. I don't know if you, if you were growing up, you've probably heard an expression I've seen spoken to you. I've told you repeatedly. You ever heard that spoken to you? I've told you repeatedly. And it's usually not got a great context in it. But wouldn't it be great if we input to our kids, I've told you repeatedly that I love you. I've told you repeatedly that God loves you. I've told you repeatedly that God's got a great plan for your life. I've told you repeatedly that you can do what others say you can't do. I've told you repeatedly that you're a man, you're a woman of God, and that God's got great things ahead for you. I've told you repeatedly that you're a winner, that you're more than a conqueror. I've told you repeatedly that God is for you, and it doesn't matter who's again. Wouldn't it be great for those type of repeats, not just to our kids, but in this house, let's have a preet that speaks life and not death over people. Let's have a preet that says, I've told you you're great. I've told you you're a blessing. I've told you that I love you. I've told you that we're for you. That's the type of repeats that we need, the repeat cycles in our life. And it's not always that easy to do that and be there. I understand that. But I want to tell you, it's what we do repeatedly that takes us where God wants us to go. I could look at that door. Out there. I'm looking at that door. Okay. And you can look at it. I get there into a whole world and door of opportunity awaits me. You don't know how I get to that door? By repeatedly putting one, I'm not going to do it, it's okay. Repeatedly putting one foot in front of the other. I could stand here and say Doctor Who stuff and transport, but it's not going to happen. But the way for me to go through doors of opportunity is to keep walking in the direction that I'm walking in and God opens the doors of opportunity. Just repeatedly, one foot after another, just keep going. And maybe you're struggling, I want to tell you, just keep going and keep doing the right things repeatedly and I tell you, you'll get to where God's got you ahead for you. That's only point one. There's another four to come. That was the big one. Repeatedly keep doing the stuff you should do. In a few weeks we'll be singing repeat the sounding joy, but repeat the praise of God. Repeat, keep doing what God's calling you to do. There's also here a reality check here. 
And sometimes that needs to change. I understand some of us can get through difficult times. But I love the Psalms, as I say, because they're real. He, he, he comes away with real stuff. I love some of David's psalms. Sometimes if you read the beginnings of David's psalms, he's having a bad day. He's in a downer. Okay, but then he fixes his focus onto Jesus, and the end of his psalms is a lift within it. Don't know if David wrote this one or not. Commentators are not sure. Said it could well have been David, but it might have been someone else. But here, this is the reality of the life of the psalmist. Hostile nations were surrounding me. They surrounded and attacked me. You know, life is a battle. We have an enemy who's out to steal, kill, and destroy everything. Sometimes life itself gets tough. Sometimes we battle with ourselves. That's a reality. There is a reality here. This is what Jesus says. Here's a reality. In the world, you're going to have many trials and troubles. That's a promise of God that none of us really like to get. I don't think I've ever seen that in a promise box. Okay? Okay. In this world, you will have trials and tribulations. You will have to. That's a promise. That Jesus said. That's a reality. But the reality doesn't stop there. Because the reality also was, take courage, take heart. I have overcome the world. There's a reality that you choose, and the reality we choose is important. The psalmist here had difficult things going on in his life. He says, I was surrounded. But he started singing, it might look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Because that was the reality he chose to focus on. See, there's two different realities, and we need a reality check, which brings a reality change. This is what the psalmist says here in this psalm. I'm going through some tough times. But you know what? The reality is, it's tough at the moment. But the reality is, the Lord is for me, and I will have no fear. I'm going through tough times. But the reality is, the Lord is for me. He will help me. Verse 6 and 7. Verse 14, the reality is, it's tough. But the reality is the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. The reality of verse 17. You know what? It's tough and it's going through as if I'm not going to make it. But the reality is I'm not going to die. I will live and I'll tell what God has done. Because I'm choosing to live in the reality of what God is saying about me, not what the circumstances are saying to me. I'm choosing what reality I need to live. And I want to tell you, we need to live at a reality. Yes, things are tough. But we need to live at the reality that I will walk on the word of your promise over my life. Because our feelings can change from day to day. Feelings are real, but they're never truth, because truth never changes. Truth is truth all the time. Your feelings can be uh, good one day, bad the next day, but they're not truth. They are real at the moment, but truth never changes. It is always truth. And some days I feel this is wrong, that's wrong, but the truth is God is still for me. His goodness and His mercy are running after me. I'm still a child of God. I'm still forgiven. And the reality is we choose to live in the reality of what's going on around about us. I would choose to live in the reality that I'm a child of God. I'm an overcomer and that God is for me and God is on my side. And we need to change our reality at times. But listen, I understand that it's not easy sometimes to hear words like we need to make that choice. But it is the truth. But for those who are going through tough times this morning, I want to speak over you. There's a rescue coming. There's a rescue coming. I just feel some are going through tough times. And I need to almost like prophesy over you this morning. There's a rescue coming. That verse... Here will be your testimony, verse 13. My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord rescued me. 
Now, Paul was writing to a young man, Timothy, just starting out in the early days of ministry. In 2 Timothy's letter there. And, and just let me say this. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. I'm not getting older. I refuse to get old, but it can't help getting older. But I just think some of the young guys need to hear the stories of some of the older guys and how God has rescued them. Young guys, get alongside some older guys. Older guys, get alongside some younger guys. And then put into them how God has helped you and how God has brought you through. We need to inspire a younger generation with the stories of how God, who's been faithful to us, can be faithful to them. We need to listen to those who have been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. Too many people nowadays want to try and buy a T-shirt which, which needs to be earned, not bought. Okay, I love the, the King of Israel. One context of one uh, written here in 1 Kings 20 and 11, rent a young upstart, boastful, arrogant, kind of warrior, and basically says, listen, those who those who are putting on their armor shouldn't both let those who are taking it off. Okay, you need to let those folks who have won the victory, they've been there and done that, and you need to learn from them. We need to learn from these type of people, and we need to input into younger generation. But this is what Paul was saying to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3, uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 11, I think it says, this is Timothy, you know how much protect, uh, persecution and suffering I've endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, and at Lystra and Iconium. But you know what? He said, but the Lord rescued me from it all. And he's basically saying, see, Timothy, I went through some tough times, but I want to tell you, in those tough times, I knew there was a rescue coming, and the Lord rescued me. The Lord rescued me out of all this stuff. Yes, you'll get through tough times. Maybe you're in tough times today, but I want to encourage you today, receive this from God, that the Lord will rescue me. David, in 2 Samuel, Chapter 22, it's definitely David this time. He says that the Lord rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He brought me out into a spacious place and rescued me because he delighted in me. You know what? Some people today, you can through tough times. You're going through a tough times. I really feel God is saying this to you. He's going to rescue. There's a rescue coming, but not only is he going to rescue you, but he's going to bring you out into a spacious place, a bigger place, a better place than you were before you went into the situation. David says, I was in a tough style. There were people I couldn't handle. There were foes who were too strong for me. But this is my testimony. He says, the Lord rescued me. He brought me out, and he brought me into a place greater than I was in before and some of you need to hear that today. The king Darius said of Daniel that he rescued Daniel. God rescued uh, God's, Daniel's God rescued him from the power of the lion. You may be think there's lions roaring about you. I want to tell you, God's going to rescue you out of it. When Stephen was giving his testimony, uh, talking to people in Acts chapter 7, basically, he basically gets stoned to death for this, but never mind that. But he's saying, he's speaking of Joseph. He says, you know what? Joseph brothers were jealous of him. They sold him into slavery. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. I want to tell you today, there's a God who's going to rescue you. There's a rescue coming if you're going through times. But keep making the right choices. Let your repeating things be still be the things. Don't turn away from God. Keep praising God. Keep walking in God. Keep, keep encouraging one another. Keep reading his word. Keep praying. And as long as you repeat cycles the way that honors God, the rescue is coming to bring you out into a spacious place. And while you're in it, there's a rejoice choice that you have to make. 
He says here, the Lord is not just my strength, but he has become my song. He is my victory. Songs of joy and victory are going to be sung in the camp of the Lord. And I know it's easy to sing when you're winning. You only sing when you're winning. You know the stuff they sing at football games. You only sing when you're winning and all the rest of it. But I think we can sing even when it seems as if we're not winning. We can still have a song to sing. We can still make a choice. I'm going to sing the song. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to bless the Lord. And that's what marks us as different from those who don't have a faith. It doesn't matter. In difficult times, we can still have a song in our hearts. The verse, key verse here is the one we quote so often. It says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. We will rejoice. We make a choice. And we make the choices which bring glory and honor to you. And one of the greatest choices you make is to wake up and say, this is the day the Lord's given me. I'm making a choice to rejoice in it. I'm going to make a choice to praise him. I'm going to make a choice to bless the Lord and rejoice in the Lord. Pop. Right, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm saying, I'm telling you to rejoice. Philippians 4, Philippians 3 says, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. This psalm finished with, Lord, you are my God, I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. But listen, you need to make a choice to rejoice. You need to make that choice. Don't blame circumstances for you not rejoicing. Circumstances hit everyone, but within the circumstances, we need a choice. Rescue's not here yet, but you know what? I'm going to rejoice in the Lord anyway. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord until my rescue comes. You can't say amen, say ouch. But it's a choice, and it's a repeated choice. It's a choice not just for a Sunday morning, but for a Tuesday morning. It's easy to rejoice on a Sunday morning, relatively speaking. Even in tough times, it's still an easy instance. And it's good to come together. There's an encouragement when you come together. There's a, there's a lift when you come together, or there should be. But on a Tuesday when you're on your own, I want to tell you, he's never forsaken you. He is with you. He's still with you, and he'll still take you through but you need to still make the choice to rejoice in the Lord. It's a rejoice choice. And the band are going to come up. I'm not finishing yet, but that's just to encourage you and give you hope that I will finish soon. But I'm just going to repeat talking. <laughs> you might think that's a bad repeat. Repeat. Make your repeat cycle good your reality check maybe needs to change and to know what's around about you but who you are in God and what he says about you listen for those struggling there is a rejoice coming there is a rescue coming so make your rejoice now your choice when this psalm is give a request cry to God if you talk if you look at this he's talking And you think everyone's hunky-dory now and he's singing because he's winning and because God has delivered him. But just some of the phraseology gripped me when I was reading it. Because within this, God has blessed me, God has delivered me, God has done this for me. But he's in another difficult situation. Because if you look at the end, he's saying, please, Lord, please save us. Not just 
please, but please, please. It's like, please, please, pretty please. You ever been there? And your kids don't get in and it's please, 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 please. Most of it is insincere, we know that. But the psalmist, I'm just talking from personal experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's only one of my kids I'm talking about. I'll let you choose. <laughs> I'm talking about. I think uh, one of the, one of the kind of compliments one of my, my kids both said to me is that they both thought the other one was a favorite. I thought, hey, I've treated them both bad. That's okay. I've been fair. <laughs> I've been fair to both of them. Uh, and it hasn't changed since then. But here, the psalmist is saying, I need help. My repeat cycle is okay. I keep doing the right things. I've got a reality check that I'm focusing on the Lord and not what's around about me. I thank you for the rescues I've had. I'm rejoicing in you, Lord, but Lord, I need you now. I need you to come and help me now. And it's please, and there's an imminence behind it. It's please, we need your success, we need your prosperity, we need your victory, we need you now. I need you, Lord, Lord, now, please come and help us. And today, maybe you're there. Maybe you've got that, Lord, I need you, and I need you now. I need you to come and help me. Maybe you've been crying out to God this week, please, 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 Lord. It's like a desperation cry. Lord, I need you. Lord God, I need you. God, please come and help me. Thank you for what you've done. We're going to pray that God comes. And the psalmist says, Lord, please give us success. No, I believe God is into success. I believe God wants you to succeed. I really do. I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what your success means this morning. It could be health, it could be family, it could be finance, it could be a relationship, but you need success in your life. Can we stand together and close them? He gave a request, cry out to God. Jeremiah 33 and 3, we know it says, call to me and I will answer you. But God, I believe, wants to speak and bring success to you. When David was in battle, it records in 1 Samuel 18, in everything he did, it said of him, he had great success because the Lord was with him. In a relationship situation, when Abram was trying to find a wife for his son and he sent a servant away, and his prayer was, may the Lord make your journey a success so that you can find a wife for my son. And the report came back, the Lord has granted me success. Maybe you're looking for a life partner. Maybe that's your success. I'm going to pray that God grants you success in that area. When Nehemiah and a building project looked around and saw the isolation, his prayer was, the God of heaven will give us success. God wants to give you success. In Genesis 39 and 3 of Joseph, it says, his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Proverbs 2 and 7 says this, that God holds success 
in store for the upright. This morning, maybe you just need to change your repeat cycles of stuff in your world. In these moments, it's not about me. I'm saying I'm believing that God is here. And maybe it's just that's all it was. Maybe just God has dropped something in your heart that you know you need to stop doing something repeatedly. And maybe you need to change what you do repeatedly. You maybe need to fellowship more repeatedly. You maybe need to read his word. You need to praise him more. But you need to change what you do repeatedly. I stop what you're doing repeatedly. Between you and God right now, you can make a decision and a choice to do that. Some of you need to change your reality. The reality around you is what you've been dwelling on instead of reality of... The reality is not different, but it's where your focus is and the reality that you're more than a conqueror, that God is for you, that God will bring you through, that he's never going to leave you, that his goodness is there. If you're in there, I'm praying, God, cause that rescue to come soon into those lives. Let that rescue come soon. But until the rescue comes, you need to make a choice to rejoice. But maybe some of you are just crying out, God, I need success in some area of my life. Just for a moment, when every head is bowed and eye closed, maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. The great, your big win, your biggest win is acknowledging that you need a Savior and coming and surrendering and say, Jesus, I need you to be my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this morning, we just want to help you a little bit. Could you just raise your hand? You're saying, I don't even know this Jesus. I've never asked him to forgive me my sins. All my mistakes are still there. But this morning, your biggest win is that you can accept him as Savior and he can come and wipe your slate clean and give you new life and cause you to be a new creation. If you're here today and you need and you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, your biggest win you can ever get in life is to accept him and have all your past, your misdemeanors, your sins, your mistakes, wiped clean before God. And you made right because of Jesus. If that's you, just stick your hand up this morning, would you? God bless you. Anybody else? You're saying, I need that win in my life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Take your hand down. I'm going to pray another prayer in a minute. But Father, for those who raise their hand, thank you for them. And pray, Lord, that this will be the day. This is the biggest win in their life so far. When they've, they've won the, the salvation that they didn't win, but you won for them, but they're taking part of your salvation. And I pray, Lord, that from this day forward, they walk in that newness of life. In Jesus' name. But maybe you've, you just need a win in your life. You need a success in your life. It might be relationship, it might be finance, it might be health, it might be work-related. But you've got a cry like this guy, this psalmist who says, God, please, please, please grant us success. If you need that success, if you need a win in your life in whatever area, just put your hand out, would you? Just stick your hand out. Now I'm just going to pray, Father God, I thank you, Father God, that you have got success in your hand to give out to the upright. You hold success. And I pray, whatever that looks like in these situations, whatever that looks like, Father God, whatever area, whether it's health, whether it's finance, whatever, it's family, it doesn't matter. But Lord, we need a win. We need, we're crying out, Lord, please, please help. And Father God, I'm believing that you're going to bring success in whatever form that is. And not just for our good, but for the glory of your name. Lord, until that success comes, we're going to make a choice 
grace to praise you, to rejoice in you, to bless your name, to keep doing what you want us to do, to keep honoring you. And we're going to praise you, we're going to bless you, we're going to honor you. And Lord, we're believing that that success is going to come. And Father God, I pray that from the abundance and the openness of heaven, that you will cause success to fall into the heart, every life, every family, every business, every relationship, every situation. Let the success that comes in Jesus Christ be released in Jesus' name, and we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory, and we choose to exalt and bless and praise your name. Hallelujah. Is it wonderful? See?